Alrighty. It's your topic tonight, right? Yeah. And my topic is, is gonna be herpetology. Okay. Now you come and go and finally worked it out I worked it. So, um Herpetology mm-hmm. is a Herpetologist is someone who studies reptiles and snakes. Yes, sir. And I want to be that when I grow up. Uh-huh. Because ever since I was six, I've really, really... For been... a whole two years we're talking about, right? Wait, no, five. Whole... Okay, three years. Ever since... Okay, for three years. I've been in love with snakes. Okay. All my friends have have thought that's so weird. Mm-hmm. But I'm never giving up. Okay. So I'm always going to be a herpetologist no matter what. What makes you think you're always going to be a herpetologist? What makes you think that what makes you happy today is going to make you happy in 20, 30, 40 years? Oh, you make a lot of money. So your happiness is tied to money? Uh-uh. So what's your happiness tied to you? How do you know that? It's gonna, I, I get to spend time with my favorite animal. Uh, all right, I buy that. That's a little better than money. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna build a career around herpetology. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the question? Um, well, the way I would make money. How you would make money? Yeah, Odie, I wouldn't go to a university and do stuff there and teach, but I would um, actually do documentaries on snakes. Ah, so like um, like Jacques Cousteau. Yeah. Like, uh, do you know, do you know how he, so do you know about Jacques Cousteau? Um, I don't know his name, but I remember watching a really cool video with you about this team that went into the jungle and they encountered alligators and snakes and they sent this guy in and he got wrapped up with a snake (laughs) and they tracked his temperature and stuff. Before that, um... Cousteau was uh, an adventurer. He was an explorer. He's like this is like the 70s and 80s. Um, and the way he would fund his activities was he would make documentaries. So he'd go to CBS and say, or the BBC and say, I wanna, I'm gonna go to the Indian Ocean and I wanna film whale sharks as they migrate. I, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what what specific things he would focus on, but he'd, he'd basically come up with an idea, an investment thesis, say, I want to go do this, and he'd go out, and he'd programmatically find somebody to fund that. He'd say, or they'd say, all right, we like that idea, we like what you're going to do, um, we're going to go out, here's here's $5 million, go out, build us a show, right? Uh, build us a documentary that we can uh, that we can air, and earn advertising revenue on that. So it was a really interesting way for him to support what he he loved doing, right? And what he loved doing was exploring new places, seeing new things. And also what I would do about um, snakes and amphibians, mm-hmm. because all the shows I watch yeah. on documentaries, there's only one I know, and it's not very long on snakes. So I think the challenge you have, though, with that idea is that when Jacques Cousteau started doing that in the 80s, like the 70s and 80s, that was really novel. I remember when I was a kid watching documentaries and there was nothing else like, we didn't have YouTube back then. We didn't have the internet. There was nothing else like it on TV. So 
I remember as a kid watching him go to these exotic places and see these exotic fish, and it, like, opened my eyes up to this whole other world. We currently live in a day and age where you can open up YouTube and you can find any video you want, right? Anybody can publish a video. So I guess a question I'd have for you is, do you think somebody would still pay for that content? Do you think somebody somebody would pay for you to go on those kinds of adventures or do you have to think of a new business model? And I don't know what the answer is. Well, um, that's kind of a tricky question because um, there's actually not a lot of documentaries on Netflix anymore. Cause what are you talking about? There's not a lot of documentaries. No, there's like hundreds of documentaries no, on Netflix. Since they're taking, since they're creating more um, Netflix series, yeah, yeah. They're, ta- they're slowly taking away the documentaries. They are not. Yes. <laughs> Last year when I put up, when I searched documentaries, uh-huh. there was like a hundred. And yeah. now when I searched up, there's only 50. Oh, that might be licensing. I mean, I, I don't know. Are you sure? I yeah. I don't know if I believe that data point. Yeah. So they're they're slowly going down. Well, I mean, what's what? Um, so what is happening is um, the nature of how these things get funded is changing, right? So you, now you have things you have people called influencers, right? People who have like a large number of followers on Instagram. People who uh, who follow what they do and what they say. Um, there are some media companies that are saying, "What if we were to fund a project?" with an influencer, right? So I don't know if you remember Larry from business school. Uh, Larry was a friend from business school. He runs a company called uh, narrative.io and they're kind of a next generation studio. So they did one project that was called Mission Selfie where they uh, they found two guys and their challenge to them was go and, and create the, the you know, go out and find the top 20 selfies uh, around the world and you have this much time to do it. And that was a really successful series that they did. So, um, about that, that was only selfies, right? Yeah, so the, 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 the mission for them was go out and, and take the best possible selfie that you can in the, the most exotic location. But they're also doing other things. Like they have, um, they're working on a project now called Should You Start Up? So uh, they find famous entrepreneurs and they talk to them about what it's like to start a business, the challenges, the opportunities, what they find fulfilling. Um, and they're thinking about, they, they can expand that in a lot of different directions. So, so thematically, you can go in a, a bunch of different directions and you can be very targeted in the audiences that you want to go after. So it's possible to, to make money on this um, in a way that you couldn't previously. So, um, I don't understand why they need to be talking to entrepreneurs. Well, that's just the, so you, you, um, you need to have a hook. You need to have a story that you want to tell. The story that Jacques Cousteau wanted to tell was, we're going to go to exotic locations, we're going to find new species and we're going to educate the world. The story that uh, Larry and the team want to tell is, we think it's really interesting talking to entrepreneurs about how they decided to start. What were the things that they learned? What would they do differently? Should somebody start a business? Right. So that's the story. That's what they're going to build their their series around. That's what they're going to build the, uh, the show around. Well, I've always 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 wanted to go out into the jungle <laughs> and 
but but then somebody, but isn't somebody else already doing that? Like there was a, I remember it was like I don't know, Animal Planet or something. They they throw tons of money at people to go into the jungle and do crazy things. What are you going to do that's different than them? Like what's your hook? Well, you know how most people go in groups. Yeah. What if you went singly? Who's going to hold the camera? You would hold the camera by yourself. What if you got hurt? Well, then you would have to take care of it yourself. <laughs> Alright. I suppose it's, it's a hook. I don't know if it's the best hook. Or you could set cameras up all around the place. Mm-hmm. And then the, all the cameras would record. And if they went by, uh-huh. whenever they saw you go by, they started recording it. Uh-huh. And then... If you're going into the jungle, how are you going to... If you're going into the jungle, how are you going to know where you're going to go? How do you know where to put the cameras? This is falling apart. You just put them on the trees. You, do you know which tree you're going to go off of? Like, how do you know? Wherever you walk, you have a camera with you. And you All right, put that camera on Let's make this idea better. Let's make this idea better. What if you had a drone that followed you, right? You had a drone that connected okay. to the phone in but your you pocket. Know all the trees. All right, so go to Africa, go to the Serengeti where well, it's open and there aren't trees. There. Right? You can engineer around that. The snakes yeah. live in forests. Not all snakes live in forests. There most are snakes. snakes in... Most snakes. Pretty much all snakes live in wet areas. Okay. I guess this is why you want to be a herpetologist. Or you think you're qualified to be a herpetologist? Well, yeah. <laughs> So, um, also, what kind of degree do you need to be a herpetologist? Um, well, if you want to be a professor, right, if you want to teach and do research in a university, you probably need a PhD, so four years doing your bachelor's degree, and then, depending on where you do it, four, four to eight years to do your master's and PhD. What if you want to make documentaries? I don't know. I don't think Jacques Cousteau went to college. I think there's a bit more flexibility in terms of pursuing that path. So but there's more risk, right? So just make sure you understand you're making a risk-adjusted bet here. So, right? so you're, you're trading the stability that comes with a university job, um, reoccurring, reoccurring paycheck, right? All the infrastructure you need versus... Um, there's more variability, right? Maybe your project gets funded, maybe not, maybe it gets canceled, and so there's a trade-off that you're going to make there. Well, it's also, um, college is a risk, because <laughs> what if you don't have enough money to pay for college a year? That is certainly true. We, uh, Daddy had a meeting tonight, and we were just talking about this, like, what is the purpose of college? And depending on what you're doing, right? So is it better to go to university and do an MBA uh, and study business, or is it better to go out and find a mentor and work with that person? To pay For the MBA, you have to pay $50,000 a year. You're gonna learn from a book. Is it better to go and work for somebody for free who is an expert in their field and learn as much as you can yeah, from them? Yeah, it's like um, people herpetologists and they're out all day long searching mm-hmm. for snakes 
then they would know more than professors who stay inside and mm. teach and just look at what I know there's something really interesting have. about hands-on practical experience. I've been thinking about this. Like, how do you how do you learn to be an entrepreneur? Do you learn to be an entrepreneur by reading a book? Do you learn to be an entrepreneur by doing? Or do you learn to be an entrepreneur by working with somebody who's a master? Do you learn to be an entrepreneur by finding an expert, somebody who's done it three, four times over, and then working with that person, right? Trying to understand how they look at opportunity and take the good things from them, ignore the bad things, and come up with your own entrepreneurial strategy. Like To me, that seems like a much more robust and sustainable way to teach somebody to be an entrepreneur. Well, I think instead of those ideas, mm-hmm. um, you should like um, get ideas from a really good business that's been around for like a long time uh-huh. and they're, they are making really good profits Yeah. and then they'll give you they'll give you some tips on how to be an entrepreneur and then you can take it from there why would they give you that? why would a corporate why would a corporation give you tips? what if you paid them money? <laughs> what if you paid them money? Right. Uh, why would you pay them money? So you could start your business, and he would, they would give you some tips. Mm, they could give you insider information. Yeah. They could tell you where the problems are. They could help you figure out what to build. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. Where would you start? Uh, on what? Asking what business? Yeah, like, why, um, which business would you go to and ask for advice? Um, maybe Amazon. Really? Yeah, Amazon has been around for, and that's a fierce competitor. (laughs) Amazon or Berkshire Hathaway? Why would Amazon give you advice, right? Isn't Amazon, if they're a fierce competitor, why would Amazon help you? What if you paid them a couple billion dollars? Sure, uh, most entrepreneurs have that amount of money floating around. Remember, you said you earn three billion dollars from your company. Yes, they do. I mean, some companies have that kind of cash floating around. I don't. I don't know if Amazon's the right strategy, though. Well, if it's not Amazon, then it's Berkshire Hathaway. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know about Berkshire, right? Berkshire Hathaway's model is they buy existing businesses, right? They buy ongoing concern. They buy quality businesses at reasonable prices. And then they say, run your business, right? You are the owner of this asset, treat it as such. Um, There's something different to that than this idea of going to a company and trying to build something from scratch. I think it's a different kind of model and I think it has different challenges attached to it. So, what if you want to do your favorite subject instead of just start a business? What was that? What if you want to do your favorite thing, like be a herpetologist mm-hmm. or do something like that, instead of be just an entrepreneur asking a business for Yeah, that? I mean, what you're talking about is not that dissimilar from paid paid marketing, influencer marketing, right? So, like, like, Mommy has a friend, right? One of Mommy's friends... Um, 
she's an expert in nail polish, right? So she review all all she reviews all kinds of nail polish and stuff like that. And uh, manufacturers will send her the nail polishes for her to review because they know that people read her blog. People read what she does, and if she gives something a good review, most likely the people who follow her will go out and buy that. So it becomes an interesting way to think about, well, is this one way to to think about funding what you love, right? So she loves nail polish, and she's found a way to to make some money from that. Can you do the same thing with herpetology? I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you could. We're home. That was a long chat about snakes. <laughs> also like... going off topic a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say good night. Good night. Night. <laughs>